All right. Hey, guys. Welcome back. This is week four of the Mama Birds podcast. Thanks for joining us. Um, this week, it's just me and Darren. I know. It's so weird. Uh, it's Mom be... and Ashton are out of town. We it's don't there. have them to keep us in line I this know. week. This is going to be <laughs> wild. Unhinged time. Yeah. So We should have done this in the car because I feel like we have our best talks in we the do. car. Me and Darren drive to the gym like... Every single day. Every day. It's like 30 yep. minutes each way. So that's where we just... We get a good hour of just quality conversation. Yes. Unless the kids are with us. Then we just listen then we to High School Musical. discipline practice. So true. But. <laughs> Which we should talk about um, discipline Ooh. one time on the podcast for like parenting. Yeah. You guys can let me know how to do it because I'm failing. And, uh, no. I mean like <laughs> I was like let's like... Let's call in an expert so yeah. that I can learn how to do this. Hello, God. Would you yeah. like to come on Hello, our podcast? God. We would love you to come join us down here oh, today. Lord, please. I know. Oh. Anyway, Sorry. this week, yeah, we kind of said um, Gail and Ashton are with their family on vacation in Tennessee, which is so fun. Pigeon Forge, right? Pigeon Forge. They're at Jollywood yep. today. I'm so jealous. I know. So me jealous. too. I try not to think about any time someone is at a theme park without me. Without you. I have to kind of like put it in the back of my mind and be like, it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and then mom and dad are up in Flagstaff at our cabin. Yep. Um, you guys are going there on Tuesday, yep, though, right? Yep, we'll be up there Tuesday. I'm so excited. It'll be really nice. We're just going for a couple days um, but so weird because typically everyone is up at the cabin when we go, mm-hmm. but it's just going to be us since Galen yeah. and Ashton are in Tennessee. Jordan's just, just chilling it down at home. Brett has to work, so they can't get away. It is in the middle of the week, so it's hard. Yeah. Carson's schedule just lets us, you know, it's a escape in the yeah. middle of the week, which is nice. Yes. Beat the traffic. Okay. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm excited. Nice relief from the heat. It's getting yes. hot. Oh my gosh, it got hot fast. Not to like, talk about the weather know, or anything, but, but we're pushing I mean, 115 yeah, and like it, we're struggling. We're sweltering. We're sweltering. <laughs> I'm reminded that no deodorant works. Yeah. Any clean deodorant. What deodorant do you use right now? I like Little Seed Farm. See, I have it. I've been using it forever and I really do like it. I know you don't, but... No, I, I like the deodorant. I don't like how you have to apply it. Yeah, you Anything do. Anything where you have... You, like, it requires two hands. Mm-hmm. And it kind of... So in my head, it's... Okay, this is a process. It's not like when you have a stick, you just whip it out. Yeah. And if, like, I usually forget... So at the gym I put on deodorant, I feel like if I whip out a jar, I gotta unscrew the lid, and I gotta take my little spatula, it's, like, way more of a production. I know. But I feel like it does work the best. I, I do like it. Unfortunately. Yeah. So I guess I'll just be better. I'll be a better <laughs> adult. A better woman one of these yeah. days. You know, we're all working towards it. We're, <laughs> we're doing the best we can. Well, we were kind of, like, segue into it. Yeah. We have been just talking about kind of, like, what do we want to talk about today? just me and you and um i think a lot of what fills our car conversations Mm -hmm. lately and over the past few years has been like anxiety oh yeah mental health like all the hormones and just kind of a lot of that like we're in the thick of kind of that season of like struggle but also relief and kind of so we thought we'd just talk about it today kind of like what we've learned and we've and we've gone through those different things in so many different seasons of our life too Mm -hmm. so like the most recent would be motherhood pregnancy but we also experienced all this before even yeah so there's like yeah so we're kind of just going to dive into like anxiety depression mental Mm -hmm. health kind of like where it can stem from i think that there's 
it's a multifaceted, obviously, conversation to have and yeah. like comes from so many different ways. We're going to only speak on it from like a personal level. Like mm-hmm. we're not doctors. We're so, not experts. We're experts. We just like we're, we're just, just dealing with it yeah. and having. <laughs> so we're just going to kind of share like our experience and what that's led us to finding and um, just have kind of like a raw conversation yeah. about I it. I think that like the since I feel like since we me and Jordan talk about it so often, we have kind of let all the walls down around mm-hmm. the subject like the stigma I know, yes. about it i know there's so much like shame that comes from talking about this with a lot of people a lot of people are scared to talk about it mm-hmm. um there's so many different reasons do like for that um but since jordan and i are unique in the fact that we have talked about it so much and we've dealt with a lot of different types of this that to us it's just second nature yeah. and it's not weird to talk about it's also um I feel like it's a good thing. Yeah. And I think that we've had a lot of friends approach us with this um, because they know we're open about that, which I'm a believer that anytime you go through something, it is important to be open about it because I want our struggle and our pain to be for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And if that purpose is to help somebody, then I think that is worth it. So, amen. Also, I think that we're just super fortunate. We were talking about this yesterday too, just like fortunate in the fact that, like, we're sisters and we mm-hmm. are best friends. Like we've been best friends for an entire life. And so like, I'm very fortunate that I've had her there to be the like person that I feel comfortable to talk about with this. Mm-hmm. And like in the moments that like I, that were really low and that she was somebody that was very easy to talk to. And I know that a lot of people do not have that. And so I can only imagine what going through stuff is like without somebody. Yeah. And so like my blessing is is her and having like really good relationships in my life where it's been an easy conversation to have in that way right. to where I have a safe person. And a lot of people don't have that. So yes. let that blessing of mine like hopefully bless other people yeah. and like make it an open door to kind of like share how we deal with things and then like hopefully encourage you yes to build those relationships for yourself or Mm -hmm. even like i also want to say that like she said we're very open about this and it's something that like even though it's still a very sensitive subject we're very very much like we want other people to like to benefit from our struggle oh yes so we are very to feel less alone too and so we're always very open to like if anybody ever needs somebody to talk to or to reach out to even Mm -hmm. if you don't know us at all like i what last time i was pregnant i made it like a very apparent thing like hey like please talk to me if you have anything Mm -hmm. and it was a really cool thing because i felt like god put that on my heart and i had like three different people come to me and that i didn't know that well and it just was like yes like this is what that's about it's just like making it a comfortable place for people to start this conversation and then build the confidence to like yeah because once that you put out your struggles into wherever your influence is Mm -hmm. it automatically just like lowers a wall between you and people and especially with anxiety mental health depression things it can be scary because you it's a very lonely thing so a lot of times when you're going through that you will be convinced that there is nobody else that knows how you're feeling there's this is uncharted territory Mm -hmm. like you are all alone and it can feel so true and i think that we both experienced that 
that's why like my prayer is if you're listening to this that you just know that isn't true that mm-hmm. other people are going through this with you and it's actually way more common than you think it's not normal but it is common i think that's yeah. a, a big um um i'm not sure what the word is that i'm trying to think misconception and, yeah a misconception yeah. but um yeah so if anything i just hope you feel less lonely if you're listening to this and if you don't struggle with anxiety this is still a really good resource for you to listen to because i'm sure your friends family are experiencing something like this so you can be there yes. or even reference them to yes. this podcast yeah so because i think that a lot too like i know that you've gone through your own things too but i think you have a very like unique situation too of being somebody who has been there mm-hmm. like through the thick of a lot of stuff i've yeah. gone through and like i can't even like I can't put into words like how important that is to like be an understanding friend for people who are like if somebody like if you don't deal with it and struggle with it like it can be something where you don't understand it so please keep listening if that is you because like just knowing how someone else might be feeling and knowing kind of like tools of like how you can be a a good friend and be a supportive person um I think that there's probably a lot of wisdom that you can share in that too. That's just a quick tip right off the bat. So if you are someone who is friends with or loves someone that like struggles with these things, something that you can do that will like mean the world and also be so helpful is ask that person, like when you're experiencing these, um, these feelings, what helps you or what can I do to come alongside of you and they may and this is something that you ask them when they are feeling somewhat well and that way they can come up and be like okay so if i'm feeling this way i really appreciate someone just sitting next to me in Mm -hmm. silence um or a lot of times it could be i like you to sit next to me and like just tell me funny stories or and rub my back or like, and this is this is in regards to like if you're having like a, an attack, a panic mm-hmm. attack or something like that, because everyone is different. Some people be maybe like, do not touch me at all. I just need you yeah. to like be in the room with me and just yeah. I need presence. So these are just examples. This is something that you can ask. Yeah. Um, you're yeah. the person that you love that struggles with this because I think this is a good tool also if you're married to tell your spouse, hey, yeah. when I'm having these situations, the best way to help me is this because they're going to want to fix it and help you and make it stop. But you need to give them the tools that they need to succeed in yeah. that. And like when you're in the middle of those feelings, you can't communicate that all the time most times so it's good to have those conversations beforehand i agree yeah and i think that we'll probably we'll go back to that too because i want to dig in more to like i know i jumped the gun i just don't want to forget no i love that no all that is so good and i want to come back because i'm like i don't have a list so i was like i gotta put this in here because this is where i don't want to forget it no No. it's very important yes and jordan's gonna keep me on we're gonna no we're gonna reiterate all of that because i just love it but um yeah so i thought that like maybe we can start start by like talking about where um like where it can stem from like where does um Mm. anxiety depression come from and i kind of like and obviously i want to reiterate again this is coming from my own personal these are our own maybe where it stemmed from if for us yes so it could be different and i mean there is some backup that i have to this and research and talking to doctors and stuff but i'm not a doctor just want to please say no we okay we don't come off as the doctor type we say like way too much (laughs) but okay so i think that um a lot so a lot of 
anxiety, depression can be uh, the result of trauma, can mm -hmm. stem from trauma in your life. And then there's also, I guess I'll just talk from like two different perspectives. We're gonna go over like the hormonal side of where it comes from, and then we'll talk about the kind that's triggered by like trauma mm -hmm. in your life. Um, so, and maybe we can talk about that just from our own experience. I think that um, everybody in their life, if you are a human, you've had some sort of trauma in your life yes. at some point, whether it be major, whether it be minor, you've had something that has been traumatic experience in your life. And what happens is sometimes our brain does not process it well or how it's supposed to be completely processed. Mm -hmm. And so it puts us in this, if it does not go through the whole processing to its completion, we can be stuck in this uh, fight or flight response. And we can have like a kind of like PTSD for lack yep. of better yeah. um, explanation. But you are stuck in this, my, my brain doesn't know how to process this. So now I've created really unhealthy coping mechanisms mm -hmm. for anytime that I'm in a stressful situation or anytime I maybe have a trigger from that, tr from that traumatic event, um, my brain automatically just responds in a very unhealthy way. Yeah. And this can happen without you even realizing oh, yeah. it's happening. Uh, there have been so many times where I'm like, nothing bad was going on. And then I can walk it back and I'm like, oh, well, that one thing happened and it probably like triggered my brain because yes. of this that happened. And then you're spiraled out, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, we can kind of share our story of yeah. like, kind of like what happened to us when we were young yes. and was kind of our first um, exam, our first traumatic experience yes. because we, up until this happened, we lived a pretty like yeah. hunky-dory life yeah. and like we didn't really have anything bad that was we lived a really really good right well life. and i do want to say too like trauma because i this is something <clears throat> i've learned somewhat recently i never used that word because it seemed so big i was like you cannot have trauma unless you went through this terrible tragedy and that is what trauma is but it also is smaller things that you probably did not identify as trauma mm -hmm. it could have been a really bad encounter with a person like something that seems relatively small but your body your brain did not mm -hmm. they didn't it didn't function properly when you went through that you didn't like completely have closure from that so you are in that fight or flight response that is also trauma like it can be small things that you didn't even identify as yeah. trauma mm -hmm. it could be like unforgiveness too a lot of so it could be this the scheme like the it's so wide like mm -hmm. where all that can come from a lot of times it is bigger things like Jordan said we'll talk about that um a lot of times it is a larger traumatic event and then it's a little bit more obvious but when you do have those smaller traumatic things that happen to you you may not you'd be like where is this anxiety coming from mm -hmm. because you don't identify that trauma that you went yeah. through so it is good to like reflect and like go back and be like hey has there been anything that I have not healed from or that I'm just not responding to mm -hmm. correctly so that's also yeah Definitely. another thing to mention cool. do you want me to talk about um it doesn't matter okay i can <laughs> okay so we can both talk about it <laughs> yeah we'll just i'll start and we can just go okay. back in it. um so kind of like what we've built this podcast on is kind of like our family and just yeah. we have a very close-knit family and that's how it's just always been we grew up really close with our 
our aunts, uncles, grandparents, like all of our relatives were very close. I'd say it's out of the ordinary from Mm -hmm. anyone we know and their families. There's no family that I know that has the same relationships as far as like proximity and closeness. Like we grew up on the same street as our cousins like literally the same street we homeschooled so it was just all right there like that's the type of close our family is where it's like you have immediate family and extended family but so much of our life it was just all everyone together at all (laughs) so so we're definitely very close to our cousins which that also some people don't have aren't fortunate enough to have those relationships but we were very fortunate to have those yes um, so my mom's old, my mom's little brother, I'm sorry, my, our uncle Roland, he married Leah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, they are the ones who live down the street from us and they had kids very close in age to us. So yes. McKenna is my age. She's technically a little younger than me, but yeah. she's, she's my age. And then yeah. Steven and Steven is, was my age and, um, also, I gotta give a disclaimer. <laughs> that we're probably yeah, gonna that's cry. Okay. It, I'm like, this I'm is like, just a sen- start. This is a really sensitive, just whole podcast. So yes. you will probably hear us cry at some point, and we're gonna try to keep it together the best we can. Um, but bear with us. Yes. <laughs> um, but okay. So Stephen was my age, and um, when he was 15 years old, he just had turned 15. He uh, his. I was I was 12. Yes, so you're yeah. 12. Mm-hmm. I was 14. Yeah. And um, he was found unconscious in his home. And uh, without all the details, we found out that he yeah. had suffered a brain aneurysm. Mm-hmm. And he had passed away at the age of only 15 years yep. old. And um, this was obviously a very rattling situation and experience in our life because this was our first experience with yeah with deep deep loss yeah. and um and all everything that led up to that as far as like um where each of us were at was at the time when we found out and just like the that jarring like empty like pit surreal feeling when you lose someone it's you just will never forget it it's it is the definition of traumatic um and Jordan and Steven, we are all very close, but Jordan and Steven were like best friends because they were that same age. They were in school together. They did everything together. Their personalities just clicked so well. So this was just a horrible, horrible situation for our family. It still is. Yeah, and and it's, and it's hard too because when something like this happens, it happens to the entire family, and mm-hmm. there's so. Everybody is grieving. And so when something like that happens, we all had to grieve together, which um, is unique in the sense that you, instead of having somebody to like go to with a clear mind, um, everybody was going through yeah. it. There was nobody not in the murky waters. Yeah. There was absolutely no one that wasn't hurting deeply. Yeah. And um, and our age. We were so our young. Age we were at very, very formative years of just like, it was hard for us to understand if a friend was mean to us at that time. Yeah. Like me being in a, not even yet a sophomore in high school and you in seventh I was grade, in, yeah, seventh grade. Seventh grade. Like those are formative years. And to deal with that, you your body does not know how to Mm-mm. deal with a trauma like that at no. that age. And then bring in your personalities yes. as well. Everyone's yes. so different. And yes. your natural coping mechanisms are also different from Mm -hmm. each other too which can manifest so especially like with you you Mm -hmm. you don't like sadness you don't like that so it's like your body is literally rejecting what's happening Mm -hmm. for me i'm 
empathetic. I'm taking on what everybody's yeah. feeling. And for so long, it was like, for me, I was taking on so much of what everybody was feeling all the mm-hmm. time that it was just very hard for me to realize that like I was hurting so much and it was okay for me to be hurting that yeah. much. Um, because it feels like you just want to make it stop. So mm-hmm. like for me, my coping mechanisms are pain is bad. All these things are bad feelings. I need to make it like not be bad. So for me, it was push everything under the rug mm-hmm. right now. You need to be the one because nobody right now is feeling mm-hmm. good. Nobody is happy. This is terrible. So I need to be the one that holds it all together. Which yeah. it's so funny when you say that, like, mm-hmm. you know, years out of a situation or even just older and reflecting on it's like, yeah. it's that's so not the way you should handle things. And like you taking everything on for everybody else it's we can look at those now and be like that's very unhealthy mm-hmm. but it's it was natural because when you go through something like that you don't have necessarily like a clear mind at all and you're just you know trying yeah. you're in survival mode mm-hmm. honestly that's what huh. it is yeah and only a few months later yeah that happened so that happened in june yeah. and then in december of the same year we lost our our great aunt, so my mm-hmm. mom's aunt and my nan's sister, yeah, passed away from pancreatic cancer, and so it was just like another thing. Yeah, that it was just, just a added. terrible year. I yeah. think all of our family, 2006 is just not the year. It's mm-hmm. just the, it's a horrible, like the memories of it is just, and it's terrible too because when you go through trauma and tragedy, you wish you could not remember everything, mm-hmm. but those are the times that you have the most vivid memories Mm -hmm. the ones you want to escape from the most and that doesn't help when it comes to anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. because we have the opportunity to relive it at any minute yeah because it is just wired into our brains i can see everything i can hear everything it's the most odd thing that our brains do it's pretty incredible if you think Mm -hmm. about it from like just a science perspective and how our bodies work but that just goes to show you how important it is to work on healing through things as far as death and tragedy like that you don't completely heal that's not something that we're saying here we are (laughs) i mean it's literally 17 years later and we're still like it's a very very sensitive subject Mm -hmm. that's still hard to not cry when we talk about it and like and it's hard to for me like because we were the same age every time then after that i every milestone when i graduated every milestone it was just like steven should be here for this Mm -hmm. and steven should be doing this and like so there's just a lot of things that come up and so and we do know too like in our family like that's an underlying thing at every family function everything it's always just there yes because you're like this is something there's absence and it is just it's the hardest thing to Mm -hmm. deal with and that's why i think that's really the starting point for our yes so that kind of that was the starting point of okay our brains up until that point Mm -hmm. everything's fine everything's fine we know how to handle this and then that happened and it was like a something went off in our brains that's like okay bad things can happen yeah and it was the first time that our minds finally realized that we're not invincible we're not invincible to the extent of how bad things can happen i Mm -hmm. think and i think that like for me my core thing is fear i am just a very fearful person um so i'm constantly in that like 
fearful of any terrible thing that could happen Mm -hmm. you kind of in any situation you kind of think of worst case scenario and like this could be this way or you know those are just kind of the and i also want to run from those things Mm -hmm. too so which isn't healthy you really have to like confront your fears and for me i learned later on because i dealt with all this that's like those are the things you have to just bring to god put that at his feet because like death we don't we have no control so mm-hmm. and with the circumstances of life we just don't have control and so much of the root of that um, anxiety is that need for the control and like protecting yes. and making sure you don't feel those things again mm-hmm. like our bodies mean well it is yeah. funny if you think about it. it's like our bodies are like mean well they're trying to like protect us and like we want to run from those things but that's just not how we are mm-hmm. made either yeah yeah definitely and so um, I think that that was our first like trauma that we experienced mm-hmm. that kind of set us off on this ne- new path and this new brain waves, mm-hmm. um, neuro yes. pathways. Neuro, neural pathways. <laughs> neural pathways um, <laughs> of this is now we have to put up a defense and we have to like guard ourselves from hurt mm-hmm. and we have to guard ourselves from bad things that can happen. And so... Um, I think that started a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. Um, that we started to have panic attacks, mm-hmm. and um, and then our brains just kind of get into a pattern of this is how we cope. Yep. And we, this is like anytime something ca- happens, it's like okay, you used to like not be bothered by it, but now you kind of get used to living in this fearful way this fearful like and the fear and then also i could be having a panic attack at any moment and they just will sneak up on you so you also have the fear of what if i'm in this situation and then i start having like a panic attack or something so it really it just compounds like it is a it is an awful it's an enemy the whole anxiety situation is terrifying yeah and when you do have your first um anxiety attack like for me I remember where I was. It's probably like one of those things you don't mm-hmm. forget either, like the first time, because when you have severe like panic attacks, they feel like you're dying. Mm-hmm. Like it feels, you don't know what it feels like to die, but it feels like it would be that way. Yeah. It's like, very do I need scary. to go to a hospital? Am I having yeah. a like, heart I attack? Like, like, I'm, yes, it's literally so terrifying. Mm-hmm. I was in a work meeting and we were at a coffee shop and I was having to present something. This was my first big one where I was like what is happening to me and I had to excuse myself abruptly in the middle of my presentation I went into the bathroom and I remember not even able to stand up and I was laying on this bathroom floor and I called Jordan because Mm -hmm. I knew that she had been having them also and I was crying and I'm like listing off all these symptoms I'm like is that what this is Mm -hmm. I was like just looking for assurance that I wasn't actually dying Dying, and that what I was feeling was these things because it was terrifying and at that point you feel embarrassed too because you're like what has happened to me I just lost all control of my body my mind everything and it's very hard to recover from that situation so that was a very scary situation and it is and it was so unexpected too so I think a lot of times if you've had one, it probably is a similar story where you're like, what, where did this come from? Yeah. What was happening in that moment that triggered this response? Mm-hmm. It's just very scary. Yeah. Um, and then it, 
but then we just kind of like accepted that that was our reality Mm -hmm. a little bit like we didn't know we would do like supplements and stuff like that we just kind of accepted that as being what life was a little bit and you become like comfortable almost in that as that's just my life Mm -hmm. and um then fast forward to years later and brett and i got married um we started trying to have kids and i got pregnant and i lost the first baby Mm -hmm. and that in and of itself was a lot Mm -hmm. but then a couple months later got pregnant again miscarried again and then we got pregnant again and we lost that baby as well Mm -hmm. and that was also that was a very very traumatic um loss that i went through and that was the first like very personal and um lonely because Mm -hmm. this was a loss i had to deal with like no one else understanding it mm-hmm. and so i think with steven i mean it's it's different i don't want to say that like one's worse than the other because it different it's it's just different mm-hmm. experiences but this was the one that i had to do by myself and so um i i share this because mm-hmm. miscarriage is such a lonely thing yeah it's so hard too because jordan was the first person that like i watched miscarry and I I knew that my our mom had a couple miscarriages before me, but it wasn't something that we ever talked about really. Um, so Jordan having miscarriages was really my first like seeing my first time seeing it happen, and it was so real to me. And then it made me sad because I started hearing all these women have miscarriages how actually that happens so much and i'm like nobody talks about it yeah and you think about kind of like what your perception of a miscarriage was before Mm -hmm. you had one or experienced it like closely from somebody and Mm -hmm. um it just kind of like it really hurt my heart kind of because you don't 100 um you just don't understand it that's something that you just don't understand until you have yourself so Mm -hmm. um I want to bring like shine a light on that for people who have had those because I want you to know that's a very traumatic experience that you that's a that's something that was hard and like I see that and I feel that for you and I don't want you to think that that isn't a big deal Mm -hmm. because it really is and that is trauma and if you are now experiencing um, anxiety or depression post miscarriage like there's a reason for that Mm -hmm. and so I want you to know that there that is valid Um, yes but that I kind of just once again you just accept your life you go forward and so now i kind of want to talk about how to heal it because Mm -hmm. i want to bring um hope to this we talked about why we are the way that we are Mm -hmm. and what brought us to this point but let me talk about now um finding a way to heal from it Mm -hmm. um so if you have a a trauma type anxiety Mm -hmm. depression mood disorder something that you know maybe stems from from something traumatic traumatic. Mm -hmm. um i would seriously urge you to talk to somebody Mm -hmm. because there are things i remember the first time that mind you okay i finally just went to counseling um at the beginning of this year and like found somebody to talk to because i got to the point where i was like i'm going crazy and yes like it got to that point which i'll talk i want to we'll get we'll get to that but like I want to talk about like how it can be so healing. The mm-hmm. first time I sat down, I did not think that I was feeling the way that I was feeling or having the problems I was having because of miscarriages 
or necessarily because of Steven. I had lived first. It had been years since It's been years those. since those mm-hmm. things that I didn't even acquaint the two. Mm-hmm. I just was like, man, I just am an anxious person. I don't understand it. And you, you identified completely as an anxious person. Yes. Which, if you have anxiety, that is such an easy thing to do, by the way, is just yes. be like, I'm a very anxious person. I've always said I'm an anxious mm-hmm. person. And I've always said that, like, I just am scared of stuff. And, like, I am. Like, I just accepted that as my reality. When literally, like, the Bible says, like, I did not give you a spirit of fear. Yes. And, like, and that has been something that I've like really grasped onto mm-hmm. this year of Which just being hard like, when you're in the yes. middle of fear when you're and in the middle so I'm like overwhelming. But I feel like that is me so like why is God saying that like when I like that is that is how I am mm-hmm. but within the first meeting with my counselor it was me she literally was somehow able to talk to me and be like um has like what's happened in your life like mm-hmm. talk to me about your life and she with in just a few minutes of knowing me somehow pulled out of me all of these things about Stephen, about miscarrying, and was like, Jordan, this is your body's response to trauma. Those were traumatic experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, your body does not know how to handle, and this is how it's responding. It's unhealthy, but yeah. your body has become, like, just, that's its natural mm-hmm. response now. And, um, I mean, through a lot of a lot of things <laughs> I've worked through a lot and like it I just want to say like talking to somebody else who is a nonpartisan is that yeah. a word is I think, that yes I think that that's the right word but like talking to somebody who doesn't know you actually can be yeah, like a very third party freeing. yeah <laughs> like can be a really Neutral. freeing experience because yeah. like and who who is like has the wisdom know-how and yeah. wisdom to like be able to explain that to you and like what you need to do and yes. also all of us are so different so what works for me might not work for somebody else yeah but i think that talking to somebody and like allowing them to kind of like shine a light on things yeah. of and like, it does not have to be a formal like therapist or counselor if you have just someone wise in your life that you look up to and they live a life where you're like they're just you know it seems like they've got it together which no one does but yeah. having someone to just go to and be like hey can i just like talk to you about what i've been experiencing because that just the talking is yes. healing yeah but i think that having somebody explain to you yes. okay this is how your brain's supposed to work mm-hmm. and and like it is a scientific thing that is happening in your brain your brain is not firing the way that it's supposed to fire post trauma so it's not that you're crazy it's not that you like somehow chose this your brain literally went through trauma and it is a scientific fact that your brain is changed the makeup of it is changed after trauma and um one of the things i wanted to say is the book winning the war in your mind is by craig groeschel i've read it Mm -hmm. so many times and um it 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 does a just lovely job of yeah. explaining how this works and like from how, a scientific standpoint yes. just from your brain like yes. how, like how your works. brain is wired mm-hmm. how it gets miss how it starts misfiring very very helpful book of just understanding why it, why we think the way that we do why we act and respond the way that we do and makes it very clear and gives a lot of Our very bodies, helpful people do not give our bodies enough credit for how smart they are yes like it is insane how your body innately knows how to heal in so many different areas yeah and one of the ways that you start that is having the knowledge of it you're you have to feed your body and mind 
this is how your body and brain yeah. work. This is how because it is. Honestly, like yeah. anxiety, panic attacks, all of those things are a defense me- mechanism. Yes, it it's is how mental. your body copes with what it's gone through. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it it makes sense even though it doesn't make sense. Like, yes, <laughs> it, that's exactly, it doesn't make sense. And when you're going through it, when you're working on healing, you will go through so many bouts of this is so annoying that this mm-hmm. is happening to me. Why me? Why didn't I just, why wasn't I strong enough? You know, yeah. where we'll think that this is a weakness thing. Yeah. It's actually your body has been so strong in maybe fighting mm-hmm. off the feelings that you haven't healed from that your body's like, we need to work on this. Yeah. We need to fix this so that yeah. we can be yeah. the best selves that we can be. Exactly. And you have to acknowledge that it's so easy though in this day and age. I don't want this to sound bad, but it's common to have this. We live in a society where we have way more information than we know what to do with. Mm-hmm. You can get on Instagram and you can see a terrible news story about people that you don't know, but all of a sudden you are obsessed with it. You're reading into it. You're feeling empathetic. You're taking on all these feelings. Our, we weren't designed we weren't made for, for that. that. And that is times 20. You can scroll and see so many awful things in the world. We have way too much. So this is an epidemic. The whole yeah. anxiety thing, it is so crazy how common it is. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad when you think yeah. about it and when you're experiencing it because it's it's just it's hard. You start yeah. to feel like suffocated by it. It seems like everyone has this. Yeah. So we identify with it. But you cannot identify with it. Once you take ownership of that, I feel like it's so much harder to heal from, mm-hmm. too. Yep. I, that so happened true. with me. I was like, oh, yeah, I have anxiety. Almost like a, that's what Badge I have honor. now. Yeah. yeah, like this is, I've gone through things. I have anxiety. This is what I deal with. What I wouldn't give to not have that, you know? Like it is just a crazy thing that we have identified with, but we need to stop that in order to heal. Yeah. Okay, so ways you can heal. I like touched on like mm-hmm. talking to somebody. Honestly, above anything else that I'm going to tell you, like having a relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. and and like and putting that on him. Yes, is the most freeing thing that you will ever experience. And if you don't know Jesus, that can sound so weird. I don't I don't know what that's like. Thankfully, I I feel very blessed. I was raised in a home that has always taught me that Jesus loves me. Mm-hmm. And so I have just always had a relationship with Christ. But I know for people who have not, that can sound so scary and weird. And mm-hmm. it's, I get it. Like, I get that 100%. But be curious about it. Don't yes. be judgmental. Be curious. That's a Walt Whitman quote. Yeah. <laughs> be curious, not judgmental. But be curious about jesus and just run to him with this because if anything use it as your if this is your last resort just use jesus you've tried everything else Mm -hmm. because that won't disappoint yes 100 percent. it is the most healing and god is so great how he does that and he does he heals differently with everybody because God is personal. It is a relationship. I always like stress that. I'm like talking about we're like evangelizing right now. But um, I that's always what I say because people will be like, oh, you're religious. No, I'm actually not religious at all. I am very 
just in love with Jesus. And mm-hmm. I think I just having that relationship, I think um, having that different differentiation between religion and relationship with God, God doesn't want you to follow a set of rules. He wants mm-hmm. you to choose him, love him, and to accept his love for you. That yeah. is literally all. And honestly, I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. So I'm going to just put it out there because mm-hmm. it's something that like, I have, like, I'll admit that I have struggled with, but not completely struggled with. Yeah. But I get it. Is why does this happen? Right. Why have bad things happen? That's an honest question. Why have I felt these things? Why did God, like, allow these things Mm -hmm. to happen? And through a lot of just, like, asking that question over and over again, it just really comes down to, like, if, if God is love, love is a choice like we have to make the decision to accept that right Mm -hmm. which means that there's free will there yes which means that like if if he just if everything is just good all the time and nothing can go wrong Mm -hmm. then like then there's no choices being made. No. It's just being forced on yeah. you. And that's not love. Exactly. Like, because if you were think, forced yeah. to love me, then it no. there's not really love there. No. It's just you have to make the choice to love yes. me back and I have to make the choice to love yes. you. And we do that because we get to know each other. You learn about them and then you truly do mm-hmm. love that person. And that is how you have to. You wouldn't want to be married to someone and just automatically love them just in like a robotic way. Yes. That's not that's not love yes and that is exactly Exactly. why but because there's free will Mm -hmm. that means that we all have choices yeah and because of choices it leads to a fallen world Mm -hmm. which is what we live in that doesn't mean that it does not break the lord's heart 100 percent. that when things like that happen like when my pregnancies did not go full term that like broke the Lord's heart. When Stephen died at only 15 years old, that broke the Lord's heart. Like those things, he was not absent in those. Mm-hmm. However, like it it's all because like everybody has options. We all like we just live in a yeah. world where there's like not everything's perfect. We don't live in a perfect and world and there won't be a perfect world mm-hmm. uh, this side of heaven. So, I mean, all that to say that yeah. just like that's why I like we have the hope of heaven though. We have the hope of heaven yep. and I I think you should look into it. Yeah, <laughs> we think you should look into it 100%. <laughs> oh. From people who have gone through a lot of bad stuff, we yeah. still are choosing Jesus because we know that's the way. And and honestly because mm-hmm. I've done so much of trying to like do things on my own and realizing that that's kind of what got me into yes. a lot of a lot of heartache. Mm-hmm. But Okay, so that I'm gonna talk about. Um, I'm like, we're having to like <gasps> take a deep breath and then switch so into we, the next like, thing. Like just a few minutes ago, like the memory card was full, so we had to take a break, and I was just like, <laughs> I said, Jordan, get yourself together while I figure this okay. out. So we okay. got a little break now. Yes. Okay, so we're gonna switch over from that, and then I'm just gonna I'm gonna like literally list off a few supplements that I would highly recommend if you are dealing with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, you can add if I forget anything, okay. but. Ashwagandha is going to be one that is a huge mood yes. one. I would strongly That's recommend. That's great if you don't have anxiety. Just yeah. take it. It's anyways. just good. Anyway. Yeah. L-theanine. Um, also great. Same thing. Vitamin D if you are not getting sunlight. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously preferred. Get out into the sun. 
first thing in the morning at least 15 morning minutes morning sun is the best for 15 you 15 minutes of morning sun on your face put on your bathing suit go lay in your grass yes if you don't have time for that literally just going outside and letting the sun hit your face <laughs> jordan's in the like morning. i don't have time to yeah put on a bathing like suit. a bathing suit is not <laughs> happening in my mornings but if it does for you that's awesome get a tan while you're at it um magnesium Mm-hmm. huge one natural calm is like yeah a that's form like that so magnesium. you can take magnesium in a capsule or, or you, there's powders yeah there's so many different ways mm-hmm. there's gummies of it disclaimer do if you have not taken magnesium don't go for the full serving size yes. right at the beginning, <laughs> right at the beginning. <laughs> you will regret that oh my goodness okay i make don't know sure. experience but jordan yes. does yes it will give you the worst <laughs> cramp situation that Down you have ever experienced in your entire life please 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 like do Proceed like a with fourth caution. of a teaspoon and you ink. literally on the bottle i think it says like work your way yeah. into the read the serve. directions yes. don't just read the serving size read the directions yeah bump it up um cbd oil we've yes. both had so, great experience with that up to like there's a so not- yeah cbd i just want to say cbd is one of those things where people are like eh, i don't know about that yeah. blah blah, blah. Um, I really liked it. That is something that I do consistently. I, this is also another even deeper into the, oh, I don't know about that, but I like CBD with THC in it. Um, that I definitely notice a difference with that in my mood. So I take that regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I recommend having the THC in yeah. it. Um, I, which like no judgment either yeah. way i think it's just up to every single person what their own personal yes. comfort level oh, is yeah. i was taking it while breastfeeding and like i didn't have a problem with it but then the more that i don't know it's just one of those iffy things so like if you're breastfeeding yeah no it's, um, a, it's up to you i did just yeah. i took it while i breastfed yeah so just like look into but, it make yeah. your own informed decision um chiropractic care like i know that our brother is a chiropractor but that's we literally just know a lot about chiropractic, about chiropractic because though, is because it is so misunderstood it is that's it, one of the biggest things people are like oh you go crack for neck and back pain yeah that is not what it is at but all. literally but i know you fine. already did this but literally <laughs> you're like your brain has your spinal cord all your spinal ner- nerves come off of it and that's what tells your body how to function yes if literally something as small as a fall, something as small as like sleeping on your neck wrong, If you work out, if, if you, you work hard out, workout, so many things, but like, yeah, especially with kids, there's so many things, but literally it takes as little as like the pressure of like a dime or yeah. something like that. It, is to it put it's like pressure on your spinal nerves and then it cuts off the communication to that nerve. So literally you had all of your communication completely flowing, telling all your systems, organs, how to work, how to work. And then it's cut off because you slept wrong or something. And then your body's not functioning correctly. Yeah. So literally all a chiropractor does, which find a neurologically yes. based chiropractor. We if are, your chiropractor yeah. is not taking x-rays, talking about neurologically based care. And explaining to you this. This should be common knowledge. Like the fact that people don't realize what chiropractic is. I'm like, that is a shame to the profession of yeah. not explaining to yes, people because how it works. All that they should be doing. Yes. (laughs) They're going in there. They're moving your vertebrae back into place, taking off the pressure, restoring function Mm -hmm. to that system. Chiropractic and working out should be like, it should have been in Genesis. Yeah. Like, (laughs) but honestly, do this and then go work out and get chiropractic. You should look up. So a, 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 N S chart. Is that correct? Okay. An anatomical nervous Nervous system system. chart. You can literally look at a, picture of the spine and it shows mm-hmm. you which each segment of your spine which systems it goes to so let's say you are having anxiety and you mm-hmm. looked at an ans chart it would say oh you might have a subluxation in your t1 
area, which means that something happened there. It's cutting off communication. And now your brain is not communicating to yeah. the system that functions to that yes. all those things and regulates all of those hormones and stuff. So it's just something to look into because I promise you, <laughs> we're it like probably to that 100% if that's it the really, only thing you do. It does correlate. I, you don't even have to go to our brother. Yeah, go somewhere. Go but somewhere. make sure that they're neurologically based. <laughs> Although if you're in Peoria, go to our brother. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, so work out, move your body. Mm-hmm. Please move your body. You don't oh, have to do CrossFit. You okay? don't. You can go on a walk. We love CrossFit. Go on a walk. Literally just do anything. Go, on a go walk. in your backyard, do some shuttle sprints. Or a shuttle walks. Or a shuttle walk, you know. Just move your body. It a just doesn't bit. matter. Just do something. Just move <laughs> your body a little bit. It makes a huge difference. It really does. Um breathing. Taking time to just like pay attention to Which breathing. I need to do this more. Every time someone says this, I'm like, I do not have time to do this. No, but seriously, it really but does, I know make, a it does make a difference. Literally breathe in your through your nose, out through your mouth. Yes. It literally it really just calms your body I down. I do that when I go to sleep. Yes. Um, I wrote this down because it's something that helps me if like I have not had a lot of anxiety attacks. Praise the Lord. I've been doing Amen, a lot of work, girl. But Something that helps when I'm in the middle of an anxiety attack, which may sound weird, is like spell with your eyes. Oh, like drag your eyes over the like the letters. Yeah, like pretend to spell a oh, word with your eyes because that it, makes me car sick. But it will make you stop okay. thinking about whatever you're thinking about, and it calms your body back down. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that's the I tip. just always think of like my favorite place in the world, and I picture myself there. I hate everywhere when I'm in the middle of an anxiety attack. <laughs> I always picture myself. If you must know, I picture myself. In Newport Beach, oh, I do yeah. with a blue margarita. Yeah, like just somewhere, Two for one, somewhere on hour. the ocean. I just love. <laughs> I unfortunately, I just love Southern. California. And our husbands don't like the <laughs> and beach, Carson so hates Southern. California. We need to have a girls' trip there. One hundred percent. Okay, I've said one hundred percent so a many lot, times, but it's fine. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said one hundred percent. Feeling um, it. Another thing, which is a huge thing that you may not realize has a connection, but it could, so just be mindful of it. Um, caffeine and alcohol can have a huge, yeah, as we're drinking wine, <laughs> but we're feeling great right now. But if you are struggling with depression or anxiety, like limit your alcohol and caffeine intake. It's, oh, caffeine. Caffeine is a huge trigger for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so just Which we know, learned the hard way. Yeah, know your limits and know that if you are going to have something caffeinated, like have it with a protein or Which, some food. Can I food. say something real quick about the caffeine decaf? thing? Okay. Are you going to go on I'm, a decaf I'm going to go on a little bit of a decaf <laughs> rant real quick. I'm going to make a lot of people feel like trash right now. <laughs> just kidding. Don't. But really think about what you're saying. Okay. So me and Jordan have found that caffeine triggers anxiety attacks. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we've gotten, like I said, we're even healing. If it, so even like if it's not anxiety attacks, yes. just anxiety in general. Anxiety in general, just mm-hmm. feelings of like, you know, anxiety. We don't yeah. need to explain that. <laughs> so it has become very obvious. Cold brew does it to me and espresso. I can have drip coffee a lot of times and it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. I can have the other things and be fine. But those are definite triggers where if I have a cup of coffee, like if I get an Americano or something, not decaf, I, it'll be almost instantaneously where I start to feel that. It is so funny though, because anytime I order decaf or if you just talk to anybody about decaf, they will go off on a rant about how that is the silliest, Mm -hmm. stupidest thing. What they don't know is that I literally will become like 
like in a terrible state of mind if I have the caffeine. Mm-hmm. It is so messed up to shame people for drinking decaf coffee and let alone stupid. That is a stupid yeah. argument. I don't yeah. care the process in which coffee becomes decaffeinated. I know there are ways and there's chemicals involved in some way or another. But listen, I look at me drinking decaf coffee as an actual coffee fan because I like the taste of it. I don't do it for the energy. So the fact that I'm drinking decaf means that I actually probably like coffee more than you because I'm drinking it (laughs) just for no reason. And this is, I'm sorry, the Jordan's like, okay, calm down. But literally this is years and years of people saying like, that is so dumb that you mm-hmm. drink decaf. I'm like, would you like me to sit in your lap while I have an anxiety attack from yeah. my Americano? Do you want to hold, me, Do you wanna hold my hair? me? Yeah. No. So stop shaming people. And also don't feel bad to drink decaf coffee because if you do, you're probably really cool like me yeah. and Jordan. So yeah. yeah, I buy, when I buy my Nespresso pods, I buy more sleeves of decaf than not, okay? It's and true. I'm fine with it. Okay, I'm sitting anyway. down. Sorry. But I just want to <laughs> so say, it's stop being you, that person. If you enjoy decaf, or if you enjoy caffeine, just make sure you eat first. Like, don't yes. wake up with an empty stomach and have caffeine first. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's And then go work out. I've been doing that yeah. lately, and I'm like, Darren, you know better. Don't do this it. Is and then good. prioritize sleep. Yes. It's really hard, especially as mom. But, like, know that if you are in a season of struggle, too, that... And there's a lot that has to be done around the house. And, like, your baby also needs to, like, is going down for a nap and you want to work around the house. And I totally lost my train of thought. But, like, if your baby is going down I for was, a nap. I was and like, you, yes, I yeah, know. And you're like, and you're like, I really need to get the house clean. Know that, like, rest sometimes is more important mm-hmm. than a clean house. Because sleep is honestly, like, should be almost, like, number one of priorities. Yes. Especially if you're dealing with mental health stuff. Yes, 100%. So, um, I think that that's enough for, like, the trauma side. I want to move into yes. hormonal. Because we're, we were like, oh, we're not going to talk this long. There's just two of us. And in my mind, we I, was like, <laughs> I was like, but it's us. So, yeah. we're probably going to we talk more. We probably go three hours. Yeah. So, okay. let's jump into the so other side real quick. trauma. Trauma trigger. Trauma triggers. Trauma. 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 Now we're moving uh, into hormonal yeah. side Stems. of those yes. things. Because I think that this is something that is going to be a very, very common, especially for people who might be listening to this, because yeah. mostly going to be those moms who are like mm-hmm. new moms within the last few years going through the hormones yes. stage. Also, I want to say there's a lot of outside factors that play into hormones. We can yeah, go on. There's a lot. We a won't go into all that of this. But if you have questions, though, you honestly, can like, let us know. If you're if you're born in the last 30 years, you probably have hormone problems. Though. Oh, 100. Okay, so it's almost like our parents didn't care for us, <laughs> and our mom really did care for us. But <laughs> yes, still, the amount of still, toxins we were saying. Yeah, yeah so. you don't even realize she, she saved us from playing. some. But yeah. Um. Anyway. That's a whole, I'm like, whole other topic. I I okay. like. So then the hormonal side. If you are like in childbearing years and even not, I mean, technically honestly, you're in childbearing years. Well, as yes, soon as you could. if you have a period, yes. as soon as you have a period, honestly, let's just go like, off of that. If you have a period, you're you, dealing with yes. stuff. 100%. Hormonal imbalance it. Yeah, hormonal imbalance. Mm-hmm. Hormone imbalance. If you have a period and you put perfume on every day, this is for you. <laughs> or just there are so many things that lead to imbalances. Use a microwave, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but there are, but you probably do have some sort of hormonal imbalance, which can lead to anxiety, depression, mood mm-hmm. disorders. Like, it just is a very, very. It makes it's sense. It's complex, right? Yeah. It's complex, but but it makes sense so, when you look into it. If this might be you, I'll just let me give you my very, very quick. Ex- why yeah. I'm very passionate about Preach this and why girl. I have why I've found myself in the place I am right now. Okay. 
I have always had um, hormonal bouts. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that when I am pregnant or they're just like right after. However, I hit a new low after having Davy, and it was totally good. I it was almost seven months postpartum. I had like the normal like baby blues afterwards and like the normal like sadness and stuff. Mm-hmm. However, as soon as I hit, I think almost eight months postpartum, I got hit in a way that I had never experienced before. And it was bad. It was dark. And it was something I wouldn't wish on anyone. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to like bring light to that. If you're feeling those things, you probably have some sort of postpartum like depression, anxiety, something that's going on because your hormones are all over the place. And it just makes sense. It's like, it's not fair, but it makes Mm -hmm. sense. And so the first thing that I would say um, to do, and I mean, I glossed over that like very, like very quickly. This is a whole thing. But let me just tell you, it was a very, very, very dark, dark time. Mm -hmm. Like the type, type where like I was seeing things and like things that weren't there. I felt a sadness that I had not felt before. Mm -hmm. And so I got to the point where I was like, something is not right. I remember calling my midwives. I said, I've experienced stuff before, but like this, this is different. And this Mm -hmm. is a little bit scary. Um, so like, what do I do? So even if it's not that severe, even if you're just feeling like it's just through certain times of the mm-hmm. month you're just like something's not right first thing i would do is get a hormone panel done because mm-hmm. information and knowledge is power right yes so the f- and it will just give you peace of mind through yes. it to know that like you're like this is not actually like a new me yes this is like something my body is dealing with and, and i'm because, not crazy like just know that so one of the questions that we had gotten is like why do we feel like scared to reach out why do we feel shame to reach mm-hmm. out and it's literally because like because you feel weak, yeah. but like you're not weak. And it's weak. almost and like, and that's the, the yeah. lies that are being fed to your brain because when you're in that, you're like, I should be good. I should be able to do this. I should be able mm-hmm. to do all of these things. But that's just, it's the, yeah. Your hormones For me, it was a lot of, like for me, something that was scary, which maybe this is somebody else. It's scary to admit that you're having thoughts. Mm-hmm. And not, like the thoughts are just weird. Like if you've experienced any postpartum stuff, I don't want to like, I won't go into detail, but just so you know, like you will just be driving your car and then you'll have like a crazy thought of like, I could just turn into all these oncoming cars. That sounds nuts. That's very mild compared to a lot of postpartum thoughts you can Mm -hmm. have. And it's almost like it feels embarrassing Mm -hmm. to like say that because you don't want people thinking you're a bad mom. You don't want, but it's like, those are just literally hormonal and it's all hormonal yeah, stuff. It it's is. not you. And you. so I think you feel shame because it sounds awful. Yes. And maybe but if you're telling. that inside honestly yeah. makes it worse. Yes. but And maybe if you're telling somebody who's never had stuff like yes, that before. They then can you're, you. Then they can be like, I think you need to be checked into an institution. Yeah. Because there were things that I could have told people that they would have been like, you probably need to go to a hospital and mm-hmm. like don't be around your kids for a little bit. But it's really like, but then I tell somebody who's seen it before and they're like, yes, that's not right and it's not right. normal but it is very like but you're this not is what's going this on. Is, you're not yes. alone in this yeah so um the first thing i did was go do an everly well test mm-hmm. so that is a more cost effective thing if you want a very basic it's going to be a finger prick test that you just do i mean if you can go to your doctor and you can get a full blood test done that yeah. is obviously something that that's a 
yeah if that's easy for you go do that i really liked the option of just like being in my like own if house you're anxious and doing about it. going out and doing something like that just order it it's was, literally you can do it i, I watched her prick yeah. her fingers at her i was table. in a place where i was like i can't even it took like 10 minutes to, a to do the initial prick because yeah. she was nervous but yes. but you it. just prick your yes. finger and then it gives you a very like it was actually not it no, was, was kind of in depth i feel it like it was detailed me, and it told me at least like a overview of what was going on with my hormones and like what could be going on mm-hmm. or could be going wrong and so from that and then i could work on um off of that but then i learned about dutch the dutch test and i which explain that a minute yes okay so a dutch test is all based on urine and apparently like the same reason why we do like urine pregnancy tests because our hormones are actually very very potent in urine Mm. and so um (laughs) so (laughs) i like i would completely say that investing in a dutch test is like the way to go ask your doctor about it i'm also we need to link her but the girl that i use sage and wellness um sage and wellness is her name i believe i want to we'll put it willow i don't know yeah i'm drawing a blank she did a you jumped on like yeah so she so what you do with her is she jumps you fill out this questionnaire you tell her all the things that are going on like what your concerns are and then she orders a dutch test for you you do the test it's really just like a two-day test they send in the things to a lab they come back and it's in extremely detailed results Mm -hmm. like it goes through more than you could ever understand but then um Dr. Erin, she read through all of my stuff. She told me, like, with this information, this is what's going on. Um, it was very informative. Like, I realized that all of my levels were at postmenopausal level. So all the things that I were feeling were very, very, like, understandable based on where my levels were at. So knowledge is power. Doing that, finding out what's going on with your hormones, don't be, like... Don't take it on as like I'm crazy. Take it on as like okay, we just yeah, had a baby. I'm not crazy. We, Let's figure out what our, in my body yeah, is. Crazy. Our baby like took a lot from us, and mm-hmm. the whole process we go from our hormones being way up here to then dropping way down here. You guys, if you've if you've had a baby, it just makes sense. It makes sense. Look at what if you've gone you don't through. have hormonal stuff after having a baby, then like you, you're a magical. It's just it's unicorn. amazing. Good like, job. And that's a, and that's how it should be. Yes. But like, don't be afraid and like upset mm-hmm. if you do stuff. Yes. So that would be my first thing to say. I also think that this is a huge thing, like as postpartum, as women, we kind of talked about body image and stuff last year, last week, but we want to get our body back, whatever that means. But like, you won't ever, <laughs> yeah. because it's a different body. It's a different body, you have mm-hmm. a new body, but that should not be the main concern after you have no. a baby. For your mental health, like as one of the top reasons, please do not sacrifice your mental health over or yeah over your body image Mm -hmm. if that's the right way to put it because a lot of times we're like oh we're gonna restrict this and like oh i'm losing weight because i'm breastfeeding if you're breastfeeding you need to be eating more even if you're not breastfeeding like feed your body Mm -hmm. don't like fill it with a bunch of oreos because you need more calories feed it with like really rich nourishing foods Mm -hmm. like do not cut back on healthy fats healthy fats are literally what regulate all your hormone production Mm -hmm. so good butter is good for you yeah like butter is such a big thing that yes. we change in our diet and that it is really is you have to full have eggs good cholesterol good mm-hmm. for you and like all good things like don't eat like just a tub of ice cream because you're like oh i need fats no eat really really good yeah. sources of healthy fats and mm-hmm. like that's what regulates all your hormone stuff yes. that's a huge thing mm-hmm. um 
eating first thing in the morning. Um, we kind of wrote that with the last one. But like something that adds like a new mom or like even if you're not a new mom, just being a mom. Like getting up in the morning and like instead of like being like, oh my gosh, here's another day. Like I get it. I have three yes. kids. 100%. We have kids. We get that you wake up in the morning like it's this is a hard day. Like mm-hmm. especially if you're in a season of overwhelm and like anxiety and toddlers. And toddlers yes. It can but wake up every morning and be like, Lord, this is gonna be a good day. You are going to give me the energy and declare it. Go outside yes, and say go it. Go outside first thing <laughs> in the morning. Drink some water. Do a little mm-hmm. devotional time outside and like start your mind off well. Yes. It's like yourself huge. in a good routine in the mornings. Yes. It is just it is crazy in these times of like parenting, motherhood, these early years too. We sacrifice so much. Mm-hmm. Everything we give is to our kids. So you will most likely you push your hobbies, your interests aside, but you have to if you see yourself like struggling in in, in those types of ways, you need to prioritize your health, what you're eating, what you're putting in your body. Your morning routine, it is very important. You need to be moving your body. That is like a, you've probably seen it said or heard it said, like if you don't move your body, like if you move your body, it isn't selfish. It is the most selfless thing you can do actually because you're gonna be show up as a better mom if you are moving your body and taking care of yourself with Mm -hmm. what you eat, what you put into your body and making time for the things that bring you joy. That has been something where like I felt guilty I mean, Chip is turning three in October. I will not lie. For, like, the first, like, up until now, I have really honestly felt guilty about, like, doing anything that was, like, more fulfilling me. But mm-hmm. I'm like, it does contribute to your health in yeah. doing those things. If yeah. you are draining yourself just taking care of your kid and doing everything for them, I get it. I love it. We love our kids more than mm-hmm. anything. But you cannot do that forever. That's not sustainable. Yeah. It's just not. And it's not fair to them. So you have to be your best self. Because I know Chip has way more fun with me when I'm feeling good. Because yeah. I want to have fun when yeah. I'm feeling good. And so that's uh, just something to look forward to if you are dealing with a lot. If like you're in a dark place with like hormonal things mm-hmm. like that. Like just give it. It's something to look forward to to work on all these things and too like making time with your spouse. Like Mm, yes, and that's putting a um, importance on that. I know that like we kind of started out doing that last year of just like making time for dates. It does not have to always be an out date either. Like financially, sometimes that just doesn't work. Even just being like, hey this night every week is a night that we put the kids to bed and we have like a late dinner together or a late dessert making time together or just intentional an intentional time together Mm -hmm. because that is that honestly you can lose that so much through the like raising kids days and honestly like your spouse is the greatest gift in your life it might not feel like it right now because that's obviously like that's a relationship that is an easy one to feel the like Yes, the tension. Which, isn't it in? funny that with your spouse, it's like you're supposed to be your closest relationship, mm-hmm. but when you're in these early years, it's almost like the easiest one to be like, okay, yes. hang on. Yes. yes, because you know they'll be there. Yeah, and they, you know, they love you. Yeah, but it's like that's the opposite of what needs to happen. It needs yeah. to be like, okay, come here yes. instead of hang on. Like, which, come here and be with me during yes. this. And which kind of from the beginning, what you were talking about and how to be there as a supportive friend, like. Oh yeah, my first point. Your very first point. <laughs> like I want to get back to it now because that, this is the point that I want to make with it is like your husband cannot read your mind Mm-mm. and cannot understand what you are dealing with 
no matter how hard they try as hard as they try because like (laughs) brett honestly is the greatest husband and emotionally in tune person a lot of times with me however he can still never understand what it is that i'm feeling yes even if i try to explain it to him but what we can do for him is to explain things yeah and give him like give him the cheat code like this is what is happening and this is what i need from you yes don't leave it like don't be playing games games were for when you were dating you know don't do that now i told brett like a few like a few weeks ago i was having a hard time i'm like when this happens you need to take me out of the situation and Mm -hmm. we need to you need to make me go somewhere Yes. And he's like, but you always say this. I'm like, yes. And I will continue to say that. Even though I'm having this conversation <laughs> with you. forever. Yes. Even though I'm having this conversation with you, I will probably still fight you on that. But you need to say, no, Jordan, you're getting in the car and we're going to do this. Because yes. that's what I need. And I'm telling you now in a rational like, state of mind yep. that I need you to pick me up. When I'm in a state like that, the thought of putting shoes on to even walk outside feels overwhelming. Yep. The thought of getting a kid in a car seat to leave my surroundings feels like too much Mm -hmm. and that is something which can sound crazy to them because they're they're like like, you're literally putting on your shoes what's going on and you're like so much is happening but honestly so much is going on in your mind that like that feels like too much Mm -hmm. so letting them know when you are in a good mental space and like feeling like good letting them know what you need just tell them because they cannot read your mind and i know when you are emotional and you are dealing with hormones that like you are like, they should know. Yeah. Why does he not understand? Why doesn't he realize when he said that thing in that tone that mm-hmm. that's what made me mad? They don't. They, but they don't, don't know because they have And no that's idea. okay. That's just not how they're built. And even if you're not married and you're having whatever your situation is and you have these feelings, tell this, like I said in the beginning, tell your sister, tell your mom, tell a friend and be like, if I'm experiencing this, like we need to come with a, a word like where I can text you and be like, this is what's happening and you need to just have create those support systems and give them the cheat code for your situation so that they can be there for you because so i mean think about it when you want to be a friend to someone or have -hmm. that relationship you want someone to tell you you know you're like tell me what i can do for you let me help you like that is exactly so if right now when you listen to this that should be the first thing you do Go to that yeah. person, tell them, like, this is what's going on. That is part of healing, Yeah, is having someone support you. You can't do that alone. Yeah. So you need Jesus, and you need someone to support yeah. you through this. And honestly, like, I want to tell a story because it is important. And, like, I don't think she even realizes how important she was during this time. But being mindful of other people and, like, vigilant to other people's, mm-hmm. like, feelings and stuff. Because when I was at, honestly, like, my most, my breaking point the end of last year before I started reaching out and getting help. Um, I just posted something on Instagram about how like I had no, like, I think I just said something along the lines of like, I'm trying to find my joy to cook again. Like I loved cooking, but Mm -hmm. I was in a place of like such like despair. I hate to use that word, but that's literally what it felt like. Like I lost joy of everything. And I like put that out there of just like something so small and a friend who isn't even a close friend. So that's why I want to say this because like, you don't have to be a close friend. You don't even have to know anything going on in this person, in other people's lives. But if something feels off, like a lot of times I believe that that's the Holy spirit too. Mm -hmm. Like speaking to us on behalf of somebody else. It's just like, 
she read that and she sent a message that literally will forever change my life because it led me to getting help but she just sent me a message that said hey i just want to check on you and see how you're doing i'll never forget like my first year after having my third baby and how hard it was and it literally like made it okay for me to tell her that like i'm not okay right now and i really need help and she opened that door for me and like even though i had all of i had so much other support it was somebody else who like realized that something seemed off and so i'm gonna just say it even though it might be uncomfortable for her like to say that it just completely changed my Mm -hmm. entire life from that point forward because she hooked me up with like who i'm talking to now and like and let me know that those feelings were okay to have but it's not going to be that way forever Mm -hmm. and so like be that hope for somebody else if you are healthy or if you had gone like now i feel like i'm in a, a healthy place I am like so excited to like because I know God's gonna send me women who like need yes. this, and so I'm so excited because I'm equipped with knowledge and like mm-hmm. I'm ready to be like. And Let Lauren me help has you. like I will say from like the outside perspective, I've just been with Jordan through all of this, and she has been so much healthier in the last this year. Like it is night and day difference. I love her always and I always think she's amazing but it is crazy how she's like come back to like herself in so many ways and it's just so cool to see and like that's why like we're talking about this because it's like this is happening like it's not like it's happened where we're like healed it's like we are healing like this is a thing that we Mm -hmm. are going through and it's just been really cool to see and it's like I want to encourage you that like regardless of even if it's mental health stuff like reach out to people like if you have like that urge to say something to somebody to like open a door for just like being vulnerable do that because like everyone is so scared i feel Mm -hmm. like of like like making people feel uncomfortable but it's like the most comfortable you can make someone is making them know that you are like a safe place to talk to that's all like human connection is everything so like me telling jordan that would be different than somebody who you know this friend yeah because it's different because Mm -hmm. it's just she's someone noticed and that is like a huge thing and it's it is true like the holy spirit does use people and it's just really cool and just even talking about like your story it makes it comfortable for people to share it with you because like if you hold in like miscarriage is a taboo thing right and Mm -hmm. it's like nobody wants to talk about it but then like when you find yourself in the middle of one Mm -hmm. and you're like i feel so alone and you're like i wish that there was somebody to talk to like that's why i'm sharing things with you because i want you to know that like i will talk to you because Mm -hmm. nothing is the same once that happens to you like like life is just different after that pregnancies after that are different and Mm -hmm. like it's just you need yes we need community we need to not brush that kind of stuff under the rug we need to not downplay traumatic things that happen because that's really where this stemmed from for me there's no shame in it we shouldn't add shame to it like that is a terrible terrible loss it doesn't make a difference what how like what point it is when you get the news that you are carrying a child if you've ever if that's ever happened to you you know can you imagine that loss like it doesn't even need to be described it is a baby that is what it is it's terrible this happens to women and women don't talk about it enough because healing not there's healing that needs to be done because there's not enough support because Mm -hmm. people are not talking about it it needs to be talked about because it happens and it is terrible and those babies deserve to be 
talked about also exactly i couldn't agree more mm-hmm. there i like we might have to split this up into yeah, two okay. but there are <laughs> there's like one more thing that i, I do know. feel is important yeah, to share uh because it like i just think that as any woman it just mm-hmm. is important to track your cycle like, yes because you're a lot of things you would know is coming and you could plan for it right which so, i like, never track my cycle yes. jordan made me start and yes. it was very helpful because yeah. it, you could have an irregular like menstrual cycle we're talking about in case you didn't oh yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> menstrual but cycle. you could have like an irregular cycle or it could be very very regular but you should like have on a calendar that like hey one week before I start my period, I feel this way. Mm-hmm. Or like for me, I start to go crazy a, like the week leading up to ovulation. That's something I only know because I started making yes. notes of it and I started writing it down. So now I know like not to be surprised by like anxiety that comes that week leading mm-hmm. up to it. So I would encourage everyone who has a cycle to start writing down notes. Like, and this yes. is so funny. This I feel like this is like an old lady thing to do. But like, I literally printed out a blank calendar. That She's turning into our mom. I totally am. But this was like <laughs> the best way for me visually to be able to know. I printed out like three months, and each day of the month, I wrote down how I was feeling that day and like any notes mm-hmm. about it. And then I filled it out for an entire month. Then the next month, I filled it out. And then you can look and be like, okay, this was the day that um, I started to feel anxious. And look at it. It lines up perfectly with my menstrual cycle. Like this is how I feel leading up to this. And this is how that happens. And so you can plan for it. If you know that like next week is going to be the week that anxiety is coming, you can be like, okay, I'm not scheduling anything that week. Yes. And which you should look up. Take control of yes, those take, things. Yeah. It's, it's called cycle syncing mm-hmm. is what you can do then. And knowing that like you are more powerful to do things during this part of your cycle than you are this one. The and pe- emotionally, emotionally, physically. Be like, mm-hmm. I am like, if I know that this week is a week that is a struggle for me, I'm going to sit at home and not plan a lot of things socially with anybody. Because like mm-hmm. for me, that's a draining thing. Or like if it's a week that you know you're very, very social and you want to do it, plan your things for yeah. that. Plan the times that you go out and do stuff with people or trips plan it on that cycle so that you can be your best self don't like plan meeting up with friends on the week that you know you're going to be very anxious and stuff so there's just a lot of power Mm -hmm. um that can be from that and so i would like 100 i mean there's apps that do it too i know you don't want to be like yeah sometimes like actually seeing it yeah it's hard because you have to like click on each day this one you like literally can visually see we should design an app we should just pop it all up but i think that'd be a great idea I know we've talked so long but I know I, but it is all good stuff I feel like there's like you could go on for really, days and days especially really with could. the hormone thing because we can segue into so many different things there's but, like so many different like yes sh- streams that honestly can go out from but it, honestly but. like this is something that affects so many people so we just wanted to shed light on all of those aspects in the quickest way and to just remind you that like you're not alone you are not crazy these things can be healed it does take time time is a hard thing but once you make those steps it does get easier and having an understanding of it makes it easier also when you don't understand something it's scarier and more confusing and can induce those feelings even more so it is just having that um that no knowledge of that um if you do struggle with any of these things and don't even know where to start 
even after listening to this go ahead send either of us a message or our podcast a message and we would love to just like encourage you and maybe tell you like a first step to try um we don't know all the answers but we just want to be here for people and that is we've said it at the beginning but that's the whole point of this podcast like we just want to make people feel loved and seen in a world that is hard to feel loved and seen in and open up doors of just talking and communication Mm -hmm. absolutely yes in the way that we do it this is the most (laughs) serious that we are too yeah Yeah. (laughs) i'm like okay i feel like i can breathe now yeah but yes um next week we will be back with mom and ashton i believe i don't know what day they get home yeah we'll have to see well but we will um be back with you guys next week either just us again or them we'll we'll keep you posted but as always if you guys have any feedback or questions comments or things that you want to hear us talk about for over an hour just let us know (laughs) thank you guys for listening yeah we love and appreciate anyone who listens we love you guys so much jesus loves you more yes all right see you guys Bye. bye